Hello everyone, and welcome to a mini-episode of Cinema Shot. I am your co-host and editor Tyler, or Ty if you prefer, and I am not joined by our usual host Ben this time. Normally we upload the regular Cinema Shots weekly along with that week's Chart Shot Gamescast, but since our second-in-command Justin is recovering from his trip home from Scotland, I figured to record this impromptu review to fill in that empty slot. Today I'll be going over my thoughts and feelings of a film I hadn't heard of but was recommended by an acquaintance of mine, the subtle yet beautiful A Silent Voice, or The Shape of Voice for the original Japanese version. Normally we go over the entire plot synopsis and voice our opinions on the characters and any other noteworthy aspects of the films we review, but I feel like spoiling the entire plot of this one is a great disservice and is something to experience for yourself in full. This is based off the original manga titled Koe no Kachi by Kototoki Oima, which ran from 2013 to 2014. The film was released in Japan on September 16, 2016, under production of Kyoto Animation. Directed by Naomi Yamada, screenplay by Reiko Yoshida, starring, for the Japanese original, Miyu Irono, Sayori Hayami, Aoi Yuki, Kensho Ono, Yuki Kaneko, Yui Ishikawa, Megumi Han, Toshiyuki Tominaga, and Mayu Matsuoka. Cinematography by Kazuya Tako, music by Kensuke Ushio, with a runtime of 130 minutes and a box office of 31.6 million US dollars. So, as I already mentioned, I never heard of this movie before this week. We decided to cancel this week's Gamecast and I found myself with nothing to do for tonight. Fortunately, my good friend and artist for my personal thumbnail, Hades Hellart, was available over conference call, and we decided to watch some movies and shoot the shit for a few hours. We started with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which Ben and I did for a watch-along and it was super fun. Then Hades recommended a silent voice, since she was in the mood for something a little less ridiculous. I had no idea what this film was going in, but I was pretty awestruck the entire way through. There was so much to take in, and formulating comprehensive thought by the end was too difficult. So, to compensate for my tired brain, I decided to, out of the blue, script this entire episode, which is why this exists in the first place. Without further ado, let's break down what we got here. Like I said, experiencing a silent voice is preferable to me spoiling the plot rotten, so I'll do my best to go over a general summary without going too in-depth. The film opens with a high school student, Shoya Ishida, jumping off a bridge. Then it cuts to a flashback five years prior when he was in the sixth grade, hanging out with his friends at school. However, when a new girl by the name of Shoko Nishiyama joins their class, Shoya wastes no time making her feel unwelcome along with the other classmates. Shoko is deaf and prefers to communicate with others with a loose-leaf notebook, and since kids are too impatient to do this or learn sign language, they opt to make her life a living hell to the point of not coming to school at all. After it's revealed that Shoya is the main instigator of this bullying, he tries to put the blame on everyone else that was in on it, and consequently was bullied and ostracized for his entire middle school tenure. Since then, he developed major social anxiety, which is visually portrayed as X's on people's faces, as well as major guilt of the pain he caused to others directly and indirectly. Cut back to present day when his depression gets the best of him and attempts suicide, but changes his mind at the last second to make amends with Shoko instead. 
Shoya learns sign language and tries to patch things up with her, and not only forms a friendship with her, but with other people along the way, while unpacking any baggage from the past that continuously haunt them in the present. And that's the basic premise of A Silent Voice. Before I get into the characters and themes, I want to take some time to talk visuals. This is a beautifully animated film full of vibrant colors and tiny details that you don't initially notice at first. The koi pond Shoya and Shoko frequently visit is clear, and the reflections look like they should. The ceramic tile on the school reflects the fluorescent light appropriately, something the animators didn't have to do, but went the extra mile anyway. All the characters are expressive, and their facial and body movements match the tone of every scene, which is important for characters speaking in sign language. The music is somber and slow, which also syncs perfectly with every scene. I'm a sucker for subdued piano pieces, and I can say I can fall asleep comfortably to this OST. And now we come to the big part of this movie, the characters and the portrayal of its major themes. Just a full disclosure, the themes in this movie are heavy and aren't exactly easy to discuss. I'm no expert on how others deal with disabilities, depression, suicidal thoughts, or any other real war problems that are presented in this film, but I do acknowledge none of these topics are to be taken lightly, and I'll do my best to not come off as insensitive with this review. With all that said, let's talk about both the lead, Shoya and Shoko, since their relationships is the focal point of the entire story. In the beginning of the film, Shoya is purposely portrayed as an insensitive jerk who takes every opportunity to make fun of Shoko, even though she's deaf. But after he's outed as one of the main violators of this abuse, as well as trying to throw his other classmates under the bus, he becomes the bully kid and is forced to live as an anxious loner too nervous to look people in the face. He also acknowledges his actions hurt not only he and Shoko, but also his mother who struggles financially to get by as well as Shoko's family, who worries about her well-being. After years of social isolation, he attempts suicide, but figures the better solution is reconciliation with Shoko. And to Shoya's credit, he honestly tries to be a better person from this point forward. Granted, some folks like her overbearing younger sister and his former classmates call him out as trying to make himself feel better, and he even admits as much while still helping them with their own problems anyway. Through the course of the film, Shoya becomes more mature and sympathizes with almost everyone around him. Their problems become his, and all of his experiences mold him to become a better person. At the start, you root against him for being an awful brat, but you end up wanting him to succeed as you witness his journey of redemption. And as someone who also suffers from social anxiety, I can sympathize with Shoya's fears of fitting in and finding worth in life. And his growth is mostly attributed to Shoko, who harbors no ill will towards anyone for her being picked on. As someone with a hearing disability, it's hard for her to communicate with others, and she constantly blames herself for all the bad things that happen around her. She lets Shoya reconnect with her after five years, even though she has every right not to, and that in turn helps her reconnect with others and develop relationships she's always wanted. Despite all that, Shoko still has inner demons and resents herself because her disability makes things hard on everyone around her. And her dilemmas along with Shoya's feel gut-wrenchingly real. And that's this film's greatest strength to me, how real everything is. A silent voice is not afraid to tackle subjects like physical disability, bullying, suicide, depression, and guilt, and it's all played straight for the entire duration. 
Everyone deals with all these things differently, and Shoya handles all his ordeals in ways that make sense. You empathize with the characters because they feel like real people with real problems, and you want to see them get a happy ending because of it. When Hades recommended this movie to me, I had no idea what was to entail, and I'm glad I stuck with it because what I found was a beautiful coming-of-age story that resonates with me on a personal level. A silent voice isn't for the faint of heart, but if you're mature enough to absorb everything it has to offer, you might feel something you never thought you would. I'm not going to give this a rating like we usually do, I can only implore you to see it for yourself. It's on Netflix at the time of this recording and is available in multiple languages, so the option is there at your leisure. And that's going to do it for this review. I apologize for the impromptu solo thing instead of the usual games cast, but the planets didn't align this week and I had to talk about this movie since it was clearly on my mind. Special thanks to Hades Hellar for recommending it to me and inspiring me to write this review in the first place. You can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any social platform if you look for Hades Hell Art, all one word. She puts out amazing art pieces and even provided me in my own personal thumbnail. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Also, check out Chartshop.com for all things involving my friends and I, which is not limited to Cinema Shop, hosted by me and Ben the wrestling watch-alongs of Ben and Thomas, and our flagship show at the Chartshot Gamescast. And you can catch those live at twitch.tv slash zeroscore on Monday evenings at 7pm central. Thank you all for listening, and as always, stay charged. Good night, everybody.